Welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matters. This is Denise Harlow, and today I am so excited because I am have a very special guest with us. Today I'm talking to Lori Wilhite, who, if the name sounds familiar, her and her husband minister at Central in Las Vegas, Central Church in Las Vegas. And how long, how many years have you been there? We have been there almost 14 years. I can't believe it. Almost 14 years now. We love it. That's so awesome because I don't know about you all, but I know that that is not a city most people are willing to go to. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't say, oh, I want to have a ministry in Las Vegas. I want to raise my family in Las Vegas. But I I love it that you guys have said, okay, God, we'll go where you want. It's like... It is like a mission field of a different sort, but it is so much fun. We have, I think, the most fun ministry ever. We get to see God do incredible things in people's lives, and we love it. Absolutely love it. Well, you guys have done a phenomenal job there, and I know it's it's hard and draining at the same time, but today um, you also probably recognize Lori's name because she has a fabulous ministry that is very close to my heart, and that is called Leading and Loving It. And it is reaches and ministers to pastors' wives, to women who are on staff at their churches, you women who are actually listening. It's, it's a ministry designed actually for you. So I wanted Lori to just share a little bit about how this even got started and yeah, it you know, <laughs> I never set out to start a ministry for pastors' wives. I didn't feel like a very good pastor's wife myself, really, for a long time. I spent probably the first decade of our ministry together um, floundering a little bit, trying to find my way. I felt like God had obviously gifted my husband and had called him to ministry. I was completely confident in that, but. Then I would look at myself, and I knew all my shortcomings. I knew my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, like, maybe God made a mistake with me. <laughs> I knew he called Judd, but I thought, maybe I am a mistake because hmm. I just was so worried that I was not going to be able to meet the expectations that people had of their pastor's uh-huh. wife. I knew I couldn't meet my own expectations. And mm-hmm. so I just really struggled. And after about a two-year period of just struggling with some depression, um, tons of insecurity. I God just really got me back on my feet and secure in who I was, um, solid in the call on my life. And so I thought, you know what? Surely there's another pastor's wife out there. I cannot be the only one in ministry who has struggled with depression. Please tell me I'm not alone. And so I got online. I started like trying to find pastor's wife's groups. I just really couldn't find anything. Huh. And so I thought, well, okay, I'll just start a little blog. This is way back in the day of um, when blogging was like going like crazy, exploding, exploding. And uh, I thought, I'll just start a little blog, and maybe, just maybe, um, I can encourage the staff wives at my church, or, or maybe some friends. And and frankly, it was a poorly written (laughs) blog that I started nine and a half years ago. And really quickly, people just started coming out of the woodwork. Uh, I had, they found you. They did. I think there were a lot of people like me that please tell me I'm not the only one kind of people. And so they just started showing up. I didn't know them. I, they were around the country. And so I just kept writing and 
it what started there um, with just a handful of us nine and a half years ago. Now there we have about 12,000 pastors, wives and women in ministry that are part of our community. And it is like the joy of my life to get to um, serve people in that way. It is awesome. I absolutely love it. Um, I just find myself so encouraged. I I feel like I'm the person that benefits the most from leading and loving it because the gals are amazing and just, Mm. um, such an uplifting community and they pray for each other. And so it's just been a huge blessing for me. I love it. So it's, it's more than a blog now. Yeah, we actually don't have a blog anymore. <laughs> we, we ditched that. Um, yeah, these days it is, uh, we still do a lot of writing. I'm just finishing up a book that'll be out in October. We uh, do write devotions and that kind of stuff. So there's still things to read and, mm-hmm. and, um, we still have the ability to help equip people in that way. But now um, we kind of focus on three areas. We try to equip women in ministry, connect them, and then help them make an impact. And so um, we spend all of our time trying to do those things. So these days we we um, do a lot of the writing stuff for the equip. We also have an online conference that um, is in the spring. And it's awesome. It's on our app or you, it can be delivered to people's email address totally free. And just amazing wow. speakers. Kay Warren's done it for us. Holly Furtick. Just awesome people just to pour into you from their experience. Um, and women just attend that via their computers. Right, or right. Mm-hmm. Totally for free. I, I watch it while I'm putting my eye makeup on uh-huh. <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. Like somebody encouraged me while I'm putting my makeup yeah, on. Yeah, I'm multitasking. Uh, I do that. <laughs> and, and then um, we work really hard to connect people. I, I think, as you know, ministry is like one of the most lonely Careers, you are, mm-hmm. as Holly Verdict says, you are uh, loved by many but known by few. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I have always felt very loved at our church, but not very known because mm-hmm. there's a few people that you can talk to and lean on and get advice from, um, especially when you've got you know anything of significance going on in your life. Yeah. And so we just try to uh, help connect people with each other and help build friendships so that when those times come, and they do, those hard times that they can lean on each other. And so we have connect live groups that are like small groups on the computer. We have connect Mm. local groups that meet all around the country and in Zimbabwe and coffee shops or restaurants or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, they're beautiful little communities of encouragement. It's awesome. I love how you have um, utilized the computer because it can make, that aloneness where you may feel like the only pastor's wife, but there are so many, they may be a couple hundred miles from you. And all of a sudden with your online community, they're all, uh, I don't know what they use, FaceTime or house party or whatever it is where they all can be up at once. Yeah. We we use a great little thing called zoom, but it is, um, these gals on our online groups, they're based by role. So if you're a music pastor's wife, you're with other music pastor's wives. If you are over the women's ministry at your church, you're with other women who are leading the women's ministry at their churches. And so you kind of, there's something special about being in a group like that where you get each other. You don't have to say much because you just know each other's lives. And um, so we really try to get people developing that kind of community. And, you know, when we first started on my thought, 
even I was skeptical, like, okay, this is a little bit like online dating. It's a little weird. <laughs> I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure that like real authentic friendships can come out of this. And some of those groups have been together for like seven years. And oh, awesome. when they have something going on in their life or their husband is sick, they will bake cookies and ship them across the country because oh, they can't take them to each other's houses. And so, so cool. really precious, um, you know, kinds of care that they still do each other. It's happening. Absolutely. Even even if they're just seeing each other on their computer screen, they still build real friendship and real community. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And I actually think... In ministry, it almost is safer and it feels safer to because they don't know each other's people at their churches. They don't live yes. in the same town. They don't have to worry about gossip. They can really just come alongside each yes, other. That's true. And support each other in a special way, I think. And so um, so those groups are great. So it's it has actually worked, much to my surprise at the beginning, but it's a really that's, beautiful community. That is so great. I love that. Well, you have one other means then that you um, encourage and reach women, and that's through retreat. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about what retreat is. And Well, we started, this is uh, coming up in October, is our seventh annual retreat. And oh, so cool. years ago, after we started leading and loving it, I had somebody say, you should add so many people. You should do a conference. You should do a conference. And conference just seems so scary it yeah, <laughs> seemed like the expectations would be so high and I was like oh no I'm gonna leave conferences to Christine Kane I should I should not do a conference <laughs> and then somebody said you should do a retreat and for whatever reason that did not sound scary to me that word was less I thought, intimidating okay than, I can okay. do a retreat a retreat yeah. seems like just women hanging out and having fun and that seems doable okay. and so um now I can admit that it's a conference, but <laughs> it's it's grown and now it's a conference. But we still call it retreat because it just gets to the heart of at the end of the day, we are women who are serving God to the best of our ability. Ministry is amazing, but it's hard and it's tiring. Yes. And mm-hmm. you know, so many are moms and um they're working full time and they're serving at their church and it can be exhausting. And so retreat gives us three days to come together and we just get renewed, rejuvenated, you know, we relax and we have a ton of fun. We're also challenged and God also steps on our toes and he stretches us. Mm -hmm. And he, I think prepares us for the next ministry season. Um, We've had so many people say, I'm done, I I quit, I can't do this anymore, and come for those three days. And God just does something special to just say, yes, you can. You can stay in this game. And and so it's a blast of a time. We have, we, I embarrass myself on a regular basis <laughs> at retreat. Um, so we laugh a lot and do a lot of fun things, but also get to hear from incredible speakers like Julie Richard from Fearless Mom is here this year. Mm. Um, oh. Dr. Tara Jenkins, who's one of my favorite, favorite preachers. She's so good. Hosanna oh. Poetry, amazing spoken word artist will be with us. So we are going to um, have incredible speakers, great breakout sessions, um, a great three days. Well, this is coming up next month, um, October. Yes. Every October it comes up. And so why don't you share the website? Very simple. But why don't you share <laughs> it for them if they they might be interested in going you know, if there's still absolutely, room, so. absolutely, it's you just go to leadingandlovingit.com or you can download our app, 
um, which is leading and loving it as well. And all of the information about retreat, all of our devotions, all of our groups, all of our conferences, all of that is on there for you to access. But we would love to have you in. It's at my church in Las Vegas, um, which people laugh that I do a conference for ministry wives in Las Vegas. I, I love it. It's, I think a, it's, it's a great exciting. city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's so grab some girlfriends and um, and you know have like a giant sleepover in one hotel room and. Come and spend three days with us. It's October 24th through the 26th. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, that's in uh, that's for 2017. That's and if right. you're listening to this later, go to the website because right. it's going to be happening again. It so. will be every year. Yes. So I I just want um, you to share with the women because I love how vulnerable and honest that you've been in your life and sharing with them. But I want you to just share if you could sit down and talk face-to-face with any of our listeners who are in ministry and they're just hurting or depressed, struggling. Mm -hmm. Um, If you had one piece of advice or one thing you could say to them right now, what would you say to them? Um, Years ago, um, I had a friend. I remember very clearly we were standing in the TSA line at the Miami airport. (laughs) and I was flying home to Vegas and she was flying back to Corpus Christi. And I was just having one of those times where I just was really struggling. I had very small children. We had been at Central for just a couple of years. And so, you know, transitions in ministry can be um, difficult. And so I just was coming out of a just a challenging kind of time. And I was kind of throwing myself a little pity party. And (laughs) she grabbed me by the shoulders and she said, do you believe God is sovereign? And I was like, well, yeah, of course I do, because I'm a Christian. And the answer is, <laughs> yes, God is sovereign. And um, she said, then do you not think that God knew exactly what he was doing when he um, chose you? Do you not think he knew what kind of wife Judd would need? Do you not think he knew what kind of pastor's wife your church would need? Do you not believe he's sovereign? Mm. And I was like, whoa, okay, mm. that's a that's a different question with less easy of an answer mm-hmm. because I know I know all my mess-ups. And so do I believe that the sovereign God, who is much smarter than me, mm-hmm. knew exactly what he was doing when he put me in the role I was in? And so I had to wrestle that out for a bit. And, and the answer ultimately is yes, mm-hmm. I do believe that. I do believe he's sovereign. And then if that's so, then I have got to learn how to be comfortable with myself, with the way he's made me. Um, every pastor's wife does not need to look the same. Mm, <laughs> every ministry wife does not need to have the same gifts. And yep. um, so I had to erase the expectation list. Good. And yeah. instead embrace the fact that God, knowing my faults and my failures and also my strengths and my gifts, put me right where he wanted me and I needed to learn to rest in that. And so that's always my advice. And and my question for people in ministry is, do you believe God is sovereign? You who, you know, your long list of faults and failures and weaknesses and you who know all the things that you've um, made mistakes on and, and messed up on. But do you believe God is sovereign? Do you think 
He knew exactly uh, who he needed in the role, and and he called you anyway. And so just wrestle that out, embrace it, and learn to rest in it today. Oh, that's good. Well, I really appreciate you being here, Lori, and sharing with us. Um, if you're ever in Vegas, be sure to check out Central Church. I love love that church. We've gotten to be there a couple of times and they're doing such awesome ministry, Jesus ministry in that in that community. Well, this has been Denise Harlow and I've been interviewing Lori Wilhite and this is Momentum and we are so glad that you tuned in with us today. For more information and encouragement, you can check out Momentum.net or DeniseHarlow.com um, or you can follow me, Denise, on Instagram or Facebook, but be sure to check out leadingandlovingit.com. All right. Thanks, you guys, and have a great day. Mm-hmm.